If you uh, have a Bible handy, you might like to turn to the uh, book of Proverbs just for a moment or two. And Proverbs uh, chapter 4. So this morning, I wanted to, we're going to just take a few, over the next few weeks, you know, Andrew will be sharing a little bit into the mornings as well. So it's, uh, it's, uh, with, in this theme, just for a number of weeks, we're going to look at fresh foundations as a theme just for the first number of weeks, according for our, as we start this new year. And um, this morning, I want to ask the question, how well is your well? How well? I asked the question of my own life, so when I say this this morning, this is something that I am challenged on and praying through and praying and walking with God in. So what I share this morning is something that I am walking in and looking to apply myself as well. Uh, so uh, uh, that's where we're going to go. And, but just keep Proverbs chapter 4 just handy for a moment or two. You know, um, at the beginning of the year, people are, have a, a renewed emphasis on well-being. All the ads on telly, will, get, you know, book your holiday in the sun, get some sunshine, get some you know, warmth on you. You know, all the gyms will be sending stuff through your door. Join this gym, no, no join-in fee, you know, the stuff that comes on telly. And there's a whole emphasis after the, after the, 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 the year and after Christmas and, and, and we make resolutions. And, uh, you, you know, there's that sort of feel in the air, as it were, and people... Uh, thinking of particularly the beginning of the new year, not only at the beginning of the new year, but there's a whole emphasis today on work-life balance, well-being, you know, all this sort of stuff. And um, interesting, a lot happens to me as I go and take out the recycle. We don't, uh, we haven't bought a recycle bin, probably because I'm, I'm one of these sort of tight-fisted guys that won't bother buying. So we, 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 so we haven't bought one, but what we do is, I only live across the road from West Park, so every now and again I take the recycle over. But it's amazing the things that I see or what God speaks, just in that little walk up to the recycle. So anyway, a week or so ago, I was walking up to the recycle. It was about nine-ish, something like that. And, it, and I thought, this is weird. All around Pennyfields, there were cars everywhere. Parked outside my place, I was getting wound up. And they were all around, all, all over the place. And as I walked along and over, to the, over to the recycle centre at West Park... It's as if the whole world was being called to West Park Leisure Centre. I saw people walking in tracksuits, little children, mums, dads, some people running, others walking grudgingly like this in their, in their new tracksuits. And they were coming from everywhere. It's as if there was a... There's a call from West Park to the world. It was... The car park was full. The recycle centre parking area, absolutely rammed with cars. I was most indignant. Couldn't get to the recycle things. And there were people everywhere. They were streaming. I said to Helen, what's going on? She said, oh, it's the park run. It's the Saturday park run. Everyone's enrolled in it. The whole world's enrolled in it initially to get fit. And then gradually as the year goes on, the real runners stick with it, as it were. Um, and, uh, it, well, you know, um, we take our, 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 our well-being, the, the, our desire for, for feeling well and being well emotionally, mentally, and physically, and today with our physical appearance. So, and it's, and that, that is important. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. I was just amazed at the amount of people walking there. I thought, wow, this would be great. This is church. Well-being. The whole world. Well, it, it, it's a, it was amazing. Quite, quite an, an interesting experience. All from just putting out the recycle. How about that? And, um, interesting. 
Have a look at this. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. You're thinking of well-being, and that's what I want to just take a few moments this morning. So Proverbs 4, 23 reads like this from the NIV. Um, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Above all else, guard your heart, because it is the wellspring of life. There's some ancient wisdom, some God wisdom. There's some good wisdom out there in the world, and there's some amazing God wisdom. And that's not a little soundbite. This is amazing. So I'm going to look at this just for a moment or two. And in the time that I've got, I, I realize I might not do it the full justice, but we're going to go somewhere and then respond in worship and giving our hearts afresh to this miracle, wonder-working Father in the next few moments. Above all else, guard your heart. It's a wellspring of life. And so um, I want to ask you, how well is your well? The wellspring of life, is the, 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 the writer of Proverbs says, is your heart. It's interesting that the prophet Jeremiah said, there will come a day, says the Lord, when I will write my laws, not on the stone commandments, which they were written on at that time, What's it say? But upon your hearts. And when Jesus came, he said, I go to be with the Father. Talking to his disciples about the cross. He said, but I send another who will be like me and he will be with you. And then what does it say? The Holy Spirit will be in you. In the very center. So God, in the, New, in the Old Testament, everything will seem to be external. The glory of God appeared externally. The laws are written on tablets of stone. We applied them. In the New Testament, everything becomes internal. Jesus comes to live in us all through the power of the Holy Spirit. And God writes his laws through mercy and grace in our hearts and in our minds. And so the heart, and, and Pastor Andrew was speaking a number of weeks ago about abiding. And the abiding is God being in us and with us, Emmanuel, in our hearts. And he, he unpacked that, that whole aspect of God in us and amongst us and in our hearts and the heart being the very center of the, our mind, emotions and will and spirit and psyche, all that we are. And um, refers there, the writer, that your heart is like a wellspring. In, in, the, in the east, you sunk uh, a deep, a, uh, you dug down deep to hit water. Uh, someone would actually begin to dig a hole and go down and have a rope at the top, and they would dig down, dig down, dig down, dig all the way down uh, to actually hit water, and then they'd have a rope to climb out, and that, that, that would be the, they sink a well. In India, they sink wells. If you've ever been to India, it's amazing when they sink a well in a village. Uh, Pastor Annette's been to India. Simon's been to India. A number of you here. Uh, Rich Dawson's been to India. It's amazing when you go to an opening of a well. It brings whole life to a town and a village, and everybody rejoices. They, sit, they dig down deep until they hit water. And there's something deep within the heart and mar- our minds where God says you're, you're, he wants to abide in our hearts, and when he abides in our hearts, it, it will be like a, a wellspring, a sense of hope and his presence in the very midst of our lives. And so, the, so he says, God... Bit of advice, bit of friendly advice, bit of God advice now. Guard your heart. This is wisdom. Because why? It's the wellspring of life. A couple of things I want to just say uh, about that just for um, a moment or two. Three things to guard against in your heart with a well. Uh, They're not definitive list. Number one is this. 
contamination. You know, um, a well can get contaminated. Either there's something in the rock or there's something in the water. Something's got into the water. We hear of rivers, which, um, you know, great rivers of our country that, that's, you know, um, some sort of effluence got into the water. It's killed off all the fish. And, um, you know, our hearts, there are times, if that can happen in the rock or it seeps into the water of the well, so in the very center of our hearts, you know, um, stuff seeps, gets in, and uh, can contaminate. One of the greatest challenges that I have seen that can contaminate my heart, and I'm, if I'm, you're like me and I'm like you, which we all are because we're human, bitterness, bitterness, bitterness. You know, there are, in, it talks about Mara in the Old Testament. That means place of bitterness. The water was bitter. But also the, what went on with upset and offense. And, you know, in, in, so in life, there's so much that I can be upset about and offended by. And if we don't check our hearts, we can become bitter and I know I have over the years. There have been moments in my life when I've been upset by something. I get offended by this. And it's not wrong to get upset. Hey, it's not even And because we're human, we're going to get a bit offended. But if that continues, it's allowed, it can contaminate. That, that's when it gets wrong. That's when it goes wrong. And just like a well, when you, 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 you know, it, it, if you don't watch it, and so something to guard against in our lives, this is why God gives us forgiveness. You know, isn't it? Our God, our Jesus He said on the cross, Father, as they were crucifying him, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus modeled forgiveness. When he was being accused, he did not utter. I'm I'm flabbergasted. I'm amazed. I'm overwhelmed that he didn't utter anything in his response or case. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is supernatural. The forgiveness of God is supernatural. It becomes because we receive, first of all, receive forgiveness of Jesus. Receive the forgiveness of God. Receive forgiveness in the power of the Holy Spirit. We repent and say, God, forgive me. I've lived my life for myself without you. And when we receive, Jesus says, freely, you've received, now give it away. And so the guard is to guard against the first one, I would say, is can be bitterness or contamination. In, now, as I said, that can, that's, that's come my way over the years and I've had to deal with that. But um, here I am, not looking for any plaudits, but 28 years later in Christian ministry, sometimes people say to me, and you're still married. <laughs> I've been married 30 years nearly. It's only because in the power of his grace and God's mercy and watching our hearts. Okay, second thing that we can see is this, and I'm going to suggest to you in a well, if we're going to guard our well and guard our hearts, and is this, to guard against them, is this. Second thing is stagnation. If the first one is contamination, the second one is stagnation. Um, I, I, I never forget as a, um, a kid, a young boy, maybe I would be about, I don't know, nine or ten, 
And I lived in Cornwall, and we lived in a country area. And my mum and dad, we would let us go out and we'd play with me mates. I had a sheath knife, which was a six-inch blade. It's crazy today. It's, it would be absolutely call the police. And we'd go down building camps and, and, and going fishing and doing all sorts of stuff, right? And once went fishing with a mate. He was, he was into fishing. I wasn't, but I thought I'd go along. And we went and we found this pool, and it stunk. Boy, was it stink! Was it a stinker? And he said, "Oh, it's stagnant." I said, "What do you mean?" That's how clever I was in those days. What do you mean? And he said, "Well, you know, water's not coming in and water's not getting out." Because he was a fisherman and he knew what it was to be freshwater fishing and all this business. Only a kid of about ten, and um, you know, uh, stagnation is a dangerous thing. Because it stinks. I, I love the, uh, the authorised version when it speaks about um, uh, where Jesus raises Lazarus. Lazarus. Uh, and it says, um, if we move the stone, in the author, King James authorised, if we remove the stone, he's been there many days, he will stinketh. <laughs> I know, that's what I did when I first heard it. I laughed like that. It's a funny old language, isn't it? The, King James authorised, stinketh. But it's interesting. Today we say we have a bad odour. A nasty smell. It's a, it's, it's a little bit more in your face, and it stinketh. You might not have said it quite like that. But um, it stinks. Stagnation stinks in the odor before God. And just like a stagnant pool, it's, it, you've got to watch it. Um, you know, with the manna, the bread of heaven, uh, in the Old Testament, it had to be collected each day. God said, if you store it, it will go rotten. It's interesting, isn't it? The picture there is keep in touch, keep in the flow. And so with a, a flow of water, it needs to be drawn out and it needs to be flowing in. There needs to be an inflow and an outflow. And there's a bit of a picture for you and I in the well of our hearts. You know, um, it's, it's so easy to park up and people watch. Over the years, I've done it myself as a Christian. And I, I don't say this in any condemning way, picking out any individuals. This is, I honestly observe this in my own life at times. As a pastor, I could just say, oh, it's, it's just too difficult to press on, Lord. You know, I'm, I'm 54 years of age, I've, uh, 28 years of this. I, I, can't, I can't go through that again. I can't do another. And it, just to stay and be safe. And, and so, but that could lead to stagnation. We can't be stagnant. We've got to, we've got to flow. Be in the, got to be in the flow. Allow an inflow and an outflow of our lives. And so there's something about not parking up, not watching others, and watching the. There, there comes a season in our lives when we get hurt. There come seasons in our lives when I lose my way a little, and I will stop and watch others. And we need those seasons to to regroup. But then then comes a moment when I regroup, refocus, and then get back in the flow. Don't let stagnation. It's a killer. It's a, it's a killer for your Christian life. It's a killer in our relationship with God. It'll be a killer in a marriage. It'll be a killer at work. It'll be a, it, it, it just stops the joy, spoils all the flow of God in our hearts and lives. Sometimes we look outside ourselves and look at everyone else. And then the proverb says, Guard your heart. It is a wellspring of life. Second, third thing is this. And uh, dissipation. Uh, it, to dissipate, it means to just frit away, unravel, seep away. You know, when there are cracks in a well, when there are cracks, the water trickles away and can trickle away. 
and um, fissures or cracks, and, and the water, you know, dis- dissipates. It, it, it trickles away. And something that we need to watch out for in our own lives, when cracks appear, uh, and, and different things can happen in our emotions and in our relationships where we get fissures or cracks. And, and in the heart and in our own hearts, um, something of the joy, something of the presence of God, something of my um, emotional strength, spiritual strength, it can just seep away. It fritters, it dissipates until we think, oh, I feel lousy. And that can happen with a well, you know, unless you're guarding your heart. And so there's those, there's those three things that can, I know it's not a definitive list, but we can guard our hearts. So I want to now suggest to you, with the short bit of time that I have as we conclude, three things that we can do to counteract that help us guard. So there's three things to guard against, those three broad areas. And it's so important because this will mark whether you have a wellspring, where there's something fresh flooding up in your heart and life, in the work work of God in your life, um, is this. Three things. Number one, you may need to redig your well. You know, there are moments in my life where I've had to redig my well. I've had to come and redig the well. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 18, says this, Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up. The Philistines had stopped up a well, and there was a chucked rubbish in the well. And sometimes in my heart and life, it gets filled up with stuff. And not, so emotional stuff, uh, uh, challenging stuff, and then stuff. You know, we live in an age of stuff, lots of stuff. I went up in the loft at Christmas, in our house at Christmas. We, we put up stuff that, well, we put up stuff and we bring down stuff. We put up stuff. There's certain pictures on the wall and things that Helen has, and that will go up in the loft. And then we bring down Christmas pictures and things like that and, and put them up. Right? And the, the reasoning behind that is when you put the Christmas stuff back, the other stuff comes back and it doesn't look, the house doesn't look bare. Right? Okay. But I was up in the loft getting the Christmas stuff. And I looked around at all the stuff in our loft. And I saw a set-top box that I couldn't have been without. A U-view box that I could have recorded on, and there it was. I don't know why I've still got it, but there it is. Uh, there, was a, there was this little mini DVD player that we bought donkeys years ago for the girls when they were little, and we would drive it up and down motorways. And I think, why, why, why haven't I got... Is, is, and I, this, we got this stuff, and there was lots of other stuff, and there was other things there, and bits and pieces. And, that, it, it was a, and our, our loft is getting fuller and fuller, and we've, we've cleared it out. You, stuff. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Um, I once, many years ago, not here... Not here, may I add. This is in another part of the country. I'm not going to say where in case someone listens to it. But I visited a house of someone who was in the church that I was pastoring at the time in another part of the country. And I visited this house. And the house, hey, my loft was nothing, was filled with stuff. Got in the front door and had to go down the passageway because of all the stuff. It was sad. There was no bedroom because of all the stuff. You've, You've seen it on house clearances on TV. It's that type of stuff. And um, everywhere. And an amazing thing happened. Some, some, not me, some beautiful people in that church helped this person sort out their stuff and binned loads of stuff and made. That was, but that was a picture of their life and their spiritual heart. It was full and they were so full of. But the physical stuff also mirrored 
the spiritual stuff. It was amazing. And these beautiful Christians in, in the church there helped clear just the same thing that you've seen on telly. I'm just saying sometimes we may need to redig this stuff in my heart and your heart, whether it's physical, whether it's stuff we've accumulated in life, things. Maybe we've had upsets. Maybe it's... And we just say, God, help me as I dig to clear, to make space, make a way for you, Holy Spirit, to have your way. For some people, it's addiction. For others, it's things we've done. It could be guilt. It could be fear. For some of us, it's we've got so many things and uh, so many pastimes and so many things that we're juggling. Uh, for others, it's their opinions. I, I, it, I don't know what it is. But look, redig the well. That's the first thing. Second thing is this that we can do. Um, there's something about redigging and clearing and opening our hearts to God. Uh, and this is how we guard our hearts. And, and so the second thing that we can do is embrace fresh rivers. Embrace this miracle, as Andrew was leading, as this miracle, wonder-working Father. This incredible, beautiful, wonderful Lord Jesus. The most amazing person of the Holy Spirit. Embrace fresh rivers. You know, um, Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 38, something amazing. He said, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers, another translation says streams of living water will flow from within them. Whoever believes in me, that's Jesus, the scripture has said rivers of living water will flow in them. If we embrace Jesus, he promises rivers of living water will flow, will flow in me, Not, not just upon me, Come upon me, Lord, but will abide. The Holy Spirit will be with us and in us and will be released. A well, a well of hope and life will be released in the power of the fresh river of the Spirit. The New Living Translation translates it like this. It's amazing. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from their heart. How about that? Wellspring of life. Does that ring familiar? Wellspring of life. He says this, get into the fresh stream, get into the flow of what God has for us. Embrace the all that the Holy Spirit has for us. Open our hearts. Anyone who believes in me, that's Jesus, may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from their heart. A wellspring of life. Paul in chapter Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, be continually being flooded, filled with the Holy Spirit. And the picture there is this, that the Holy Spirit comes to be with us and in us and wants the room to be released in us. That's the New Testament picture of the Spirit of God. The Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people and could be withdrawn. That's why King David said, don't take your spirit from me. In the New Testament, the Spirit comes and lives in us. It's amazing. The well of the heart. No wonder the proverb says, guard your heart. It's a wellspring of life. And Jesus agreed with this, issuing this, that the Holy Spirit will release from in our emotions, our heart and spirit, life, hope, supernatural power, love, forgiveness, freedom. And Paul then says in Ephesians 5.18, be continually filled. And the word there literally means be released. Give room, space to release, fill in and flow out. Fill in and flood out. It's an inner release of the influence of the Spirit. Finally, if we redig 
Look at my heart and say, this is my life full of all whatever. God, I give it to you. Embrace fresh rivers. Holy Spirit, be loosed in me. More, be fresh. Release of your spirit in me. Rivers of life, be released in me. And finally, release the river. What is, what, you know, what, 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 we, what fills us? That which we embrace, that which we receive, he says, release. Freely you've been forgiven, now freely forgive. It's interesting. What we receive, we are to release. Otherwise, we become stagnant. Otherwise, there's a danger of becoming stagnant. What we receive. And so it's incumbent on us to come before God as we receive to also release love, reach out. We don't have to do anything. We're not going to say, going to have to do some evangelism. Let's all turn up at six. We're going to all knock on doors. You've got to be there. It's not like that. Freely I've been given. Now freely I'm going to give away. It's, it, that's, how, that, that's what God calls. Otherwise, Release. And so we need to embrace, um, release the river. Release the river from my life to those around me as I seek to serve God. What I, I don't know what that means for you. Whatever it means for you, uh, just release the river. Well, you know, whatever it means, what's been exciting, um, uh, Pastor Andrew, Andrew, Andrew shared and we challenged, we challenged in our life groups, you know, missional and, and our community and loving the community. I've got to say it's been spectacular over the Christmas period. Some amazing stories. We're going to release, I think Andrew's going to probably release, stories are coming back of some amazing things of the release. I, I have to say it's been one of the most exciting things I've observed in a number of years. And I've seen how all the different life groups, eight or nine different, ten groups or whatever it was, have done different things in the community and released something and what has come back has been quite overwhelming. Love, hope, thank you. It's changed people's lives. More, more to come, I think, and on that, and we'll let you know about that. But when we release, something amazing happens. God appears to pour in more. It's been over the, over the, over the ages and over time, there's been a lot more of more, Lord, more. And, and, and rightly so, because God has got so much more for us. But that... Filling inflow needs to also be connected to an outflow of release. Let's give our hearts to him. And so as we come to pray, the worship team are going to come back. We're going to worship together as we conclude this morning. God bless you. Um, we're going to sing and um, just, you know, reach out to him. I, I want to just say, let's pray. You know, do you need to redig? Is there an area of your heart that you need to, it's been filled in. There's not much room, you know. There's, a, there's an area where it's, there's a, that you feel that you need to just spiritually redig. Say, Holy Spirit, come. You know, maybe the secondly, there's an area where and fresh streams, you know, inflow and outflow. We need a fresh stream. Just be released afresh in me, Spirit of the living God. Be loosed, be free. And let a fresh river flow. I embrace all that you have and all that you want to do in my heart and through my life and in us, Lord. We say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. And thirdly and finally, for some of us, it may be that I need to... And there's something in my life that you, you could be releasing right now. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what you should be doing, what you should be serving, how you should be doing. It's not for me to say anything. Only you and God know, but there's an area of release. I'm so ex- amazed 
when people say, you know, God has challenged me to do this. And, that, and sometimes people don't say anything. We see a lot of release in our church where people just do. It's been spectacular. But there's so much more. And there's something to just release, perhaps, in our hearts and lives. Let's we stand together. God bless you. We're going to sing and... I'm just conscious it's good to... I just feel that... I feel very challenged on fresh foundations. You're going to hear a bit more in the next few weeks. I have something on tin tabernacle thinking that I'm going to share that I've, I felt God speak to me on in my own life and for our church. I, 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 you know, I, I'll release that. I'm praying over that. But that's something that's going to come and some other stuff. But this morning, Holy Spirit wants to flow. Andrew so rightly said, it's a miracle, wonder-working God. And for some of us, re- releasing the things of the Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, release of the gift of tongues, perhaps me, I don't know. Um, for some of us, it's a fresh sense of release of the Spirit. You know, it's not all about feelings, but there is something where, you know, we've walked in God, but now we're feeling, lost our way a bit. How's your heart? Guard your heart. It's a wellspring of life. You know, for some of us, it's a redigging. For some of us, it's a releasing. Let's worship him together. Christ is my reward and devotion. Let's embrace him, and then I'm just going to lead us in a prayer and see where we go with that just in a moment or two. Lift our hands to heaven. I find something about, by lifting my hands, it's, 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 there's something of just submission. There's, you don't have to hold them up high above you, but if you want to hold them out in front of you, but would you join me as we lift our hands to heaven? It says I submit, I yield, I'm opening up my heart and life. Whether you want to raise them above your head or you just want to put them out in front of you. As, you know, it's symbolic. Just as Andrew earlier said, touch your eyes if you feel this is right. It's symbolic. So this is symbolism, but it's powerful symbolism that actually in the spiritual releases something. So if you feel that you can do that, you'd like to, then just will you just stand with me as we raise our hands to heaven and say, Jesus, we need you. Spirit of the living God, fresh need you. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Dig, release, heal, save, deliver, and release. Guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. Only you can do it. Only you can do that. It's interesting. Only you can do that. And you know the great good news? The Holy Spirit, whom Jesus said, is with you and in you, gives you the power to do so. Get some other friends around us. Join a small group, a life group. Join with other believers. Don't take it on your own. Come before God yourself. Get some friends, two or three, to come and pray with you. Stand with you. And this year, as we seek to walk in all that Jesus has for us, let's make room in our hearts. For some of us, maybe get into the flow of the Spirit afresh. Some of us, be a year to release our hearts and lives as we seek to serve him. God bless you. Have an amazing day. God bless you. Have a great day.